and welcome to What Am I Rolling, a twice-monthly RPG one-shot podcast, hosted by me, Fiona. This is part four of our Sins one-shot, so make sure you've listened to the first three parts before continuing on with this episode. To briefly recap, several months ago, governments around the world revealed that a great number of highly unusual meteors were likely to impact the Earth, causing international panic and rioting. In the end, no suitable solution could be found, and the Shards began their descent in what has now become known as the Black Rain. However, the apocalypse never materialised, as the Shards fell harmlessly to Earth and became little more than a curiosity, an object of media speculation. Sam and David are playing Lawrence and Thomas Farrow, two half-brothers who, despite their differences, have come together to celebrate surviving the end of the world. And yet, as they are suddenly thrusted into a terrifying situation and pitted against inhuman horrors, it seems that the end of the world might have just begun. Sins is powered by the Hope Engine, which is a versatile, robust game system using D6s, or six-sided dice. At the heart of the system is the dice pool, which represents a character's attributes and skills and is used to overcome various challenges and tasks. A dice pool is expressed as an XY statement, where X stands for the number of dice in the dice pool, and this is equal to a character's attribute number plus one, and Y stands for the number needed on any given dice to score a success, and this is based on a character's skill number. When making a check, the player notes the appropriate attribute and skill, and then roll the dice accordingly. For example, in doing a prowess crafts check, Lawrence has a prowess pool of 5 and a crafts skill of plus 4. So, Lawrence will roll 5 dice, with each die scoring a 4 or more, resulting in a success. Most actions will have a difficulty of 1. This means that if any die comes up with a success on a check, the character will succeed. Harder tasks will have a difficulty of two or higher, and characters must get at least that many successes in order to succeed. Rolling a six means the dice explode, and players may re-roll them to see if they get additional successes. To help characters stay alive, they have access to a limited pool of drama points. These can be spent to increase the odds of any given action in their favour. When a character is about to undertake an action, they can spend the drama point to make that action a dramatic action. They will gain one additional dice to their pool for that roll, and they will need one less on each die to get a success. Characters can get hurt as a result of combat, the environment, and failing at certain checks. Each character has a vitality pool, which indicates their health. Light vitality represents minor injuries and flesh wounds that have no specific effects on the character. Wounded vitality represents serious but not immediate dangerous injuries. A character who's lost one or more wounded health is at a minus one dice pool for all actions attempted. Mauled vitality represents grievous injuries which are potentially deadly. A character who's lost one or more mauled health has the difficulty of all actions increased by one, in addition to the wounded vitality penalty. When you take an action in combat, it normally forces another character out of sequence, and this is known as tagging. When you are tagged by another character, 
your choice of response is limited to actions which realistically be a response to that attack. So for example, if you were attacked by someone with a knife and they were already very close to you, you could only respond to being tagged by that person by either fleeing or attacking them as a reaction. You could not, for example, attack someone else as a response, as that does not involve the character doing the tagging. As all three of us were new to Sins, we decided to go with the introductory adventure Dead City and use some of the pre-generated characters which came with it. So, quick heads up here, the next couple of episodes will most definitely have spoilers for this starter adventure, so if you plan on playing it, just pause the episode for now and come back when you're ready. One last thing before we begin. Naturally, there are times in this one-shot where the players and myself, mostly myself, get the rules wrong or forget something plot-wise. Whilst we always endeavour to stick to the rules wherever possible, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes, and what matters most is that everyone enjoys themselves. And with all that out of the way, let's get back to Dead City. You've made it to the army base, and everyone sort of gets off and shifts, and there is a hive of activity around various buildings. Confusing to maybe you, Lawrence. Thomas, you understand that they are going through uh, certain protocols and certain procedures that you a little bit beyond you, but you know that this is a plan in place. Mm-hmm. A couple of people sort of will come up to you and sort of indicate where you have to go. There is a sort of army barracks where they will put you in certain rooms. And obviously, because you're together, they'll put you in the same sort of rooms as well. And they are quite bland sort of uniforms, but beds, that sort of thing. And it would seat maybe eight people in a room. And you know, there are other people sort of milling around there. Everything you hear, like when you see other people asking questions to the staff and they just sort of are curtly said, you'll find more in the morning when we are moving, we're evacuating, please, you know, keep safe, you know, just look after yourselves. We have everything under control. Is there anything you guys would like to do? I'm just going to stay with Thomas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, actually. <laughs> I walk away from Thomas. <laughs> no, at one point Lawrence is going to go, look, I don't know this world and you sort of do. Oh, I just relayed, you know, they're running through protocol. This this all appears to be going to some kind of plan. Right. I don't think this is chaos, more like organised chaos. If you start to see anything that is out of the ordinary, I'll let you know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And because you've made it to the army base, you both get one drama point. Drama! But you can see the sort of daylight sort of coming through into the barracks and people are sort of milling around waiting and stuff. And you get a sense of deja vu in a way. It's weird, like just the way you sort of catch yourselves looking at the door, waiting for something to open or something like that. You both go, weird. Certainly, for that's, that is definitely for you, Lawrence, you get a sense of deja vu. And Thomas, you get a sense of missing time. Maybe you're sort of just staring, like um, just thinking, lost in your own thoughts, and then it's been an hour. You're like, well, that was weird. Just at the edge of your minds, there's something odd. More doctors sort of come round, ask to sort of they make sure they check the sort of stickers, and then they ask, um, can they re-interview you for double-checking stuff? And this time they sort of they talk about the infected a little bit more, I guess, because you, you again they know your experience with them, so they're a bit more open to questions if you have any. How long have we been here now? Oh, just um, the doctor you're speaking to. I was like, oh, you, when did you arrive? Uh, Four a.m. It's now nine. It's five five hours or so. Right, it doesn't feel like five hours, does it? No. Right, um... Is my phone still on me? Mm-hmm. Is it... Does it have battery? Yeah, you would have been given uh, a charging point 
sort of where you can go and like uh, but a lot of people are using it so it's about half half done turns out the army have charges for Samsung any signal uh, no signal and if you try to any sort of lines or anything it's busy okay and I think it was you wasn't it that got the text or was it you Thomas 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 both of you uh, I'm sure can check your phones um, other than that text you got through nothing else are there any um, with the infected before you say they come from the dead is there any signs of it affecting the living before they die make me a passion panache roll for me what get nice. so I got two 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 this doctor seems a bit more amenable it's a sort of an older lady um, she sort of talks to you about how they've called this sort of infection uh, enhyder which seems to be infecting only human beings and it seems to only activate once a human being has died. But how it spreads itself is unknown. Essentially, uh, this lady sort of tells you that it seems harmless. And our policy, we've been told from the, uh, the armed force, is containment. We suspect that 70% of the living population is already carrying this virus. Ooh. Hence why we're having these preliminary tests. So what was the purpose of the green stickers? To make sure you're not currently carrying the virus. If it's preliminary and you've got, uh, you're here, you should be fine. As you can imagine, this all sort of happened very quickly in the last couple of hours. Everyone will be quarantined once they are evacuated um, inland. Uh, we're hoping to get to, um, to Nottingham is the, the next sort of point of call. Originally it was going to be Birmingham, but again, that is far too a bigger metropolis and so far it's not spread there but we are aware that big built up places might not be ideal and what happened to everyone that didn't get a green sticker I'm afraid I cannot tell you that just now are they the ones that are fine and we're not uh, make for me a passion panache roll uh, three successes one's a six Three successes. I, one day. It slipped out of I my know. hand. I know. This is scary. You're just like, like boop, 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 boop. Boop you. Okay. Three successes. Sure does. There is no need to worry. Green is good. Jeez. <laughs> like, and she's very sincere about that. She says, um, you, you shouldn't worry yourselves. You've done the hard bit now of getting here. I think we're being lied to. I whisper that to him. Maybe you wait. Like yeah. She asks you a few more questions and then she sort of goes off to the next family. It's 70%, and from what I was able to see back at the other place, we might be in that 70. There was a, a quarter of the people that were examined didn't go through to where you went. And you're not going to give the people that are unwell the red sticker, are you? You're going to give them a green and tell them everything's fine. Yes. Then if we are infected, if she tells us what is true, then at least we don't have to worry about it until we die. But until that time, we're going to be stuck in quarantine prisons for the rest of our lives. Unless they can find a cure, we could run. We run, they'll hunt us down and burn us. Best thing we can do is make ourselves useful. Maybe we can help finding a cure for whatever this is. We've, we've already proven ourselves a little bit. Maybe we just need to keep showing them that we're worth keeping. Oh. 
Well, I'm with you. If it is just the two of us, then... Fine. We'll do it your way. If we run, what would be your suggestion? Are we still in Greenwich? Yeah, you're at the army base is just conveniently next to Greenwich, not Greenwich Station. You're, you had the idea of finding a boat. The only place I can think of that's a, like a, a rowing club, but it's... Cool. Not very good at rowing, brother. Vibes, yeah. That's the only place. There aren't really motorboat clubs around here. Maybe further up the river. Further down the river? What is it towards the mouth? Is that up or down? Along the river? Along the river. Closer to the coast. How would we escape this place? Unless we get to go on another mission. Once we've helped whomever, we try and slip away. I don't know. Frankly, I'm surprised that you've not already yelled at me for being irresponsible and potentially inflicting whatever this is on other people. It's one thing... Well, we've both got it. So what? 70%. So what if one of us dies? Well, they'll no longer be that person. It would be difficult, but certainly in my case, I wouldn't expect you to do anything other than, well, what's necessary. Right. Well, this is not how I thought this day was going to go. No. I can't see a happy ending after this. And as you say that, you hear in the distance gunshots going off around the perimeter. And there is a moment of sort of panic confusion. You're in this sort of medical building just now uh, that's in the army barracks, and you see doctors saying, um, I guess we, we, should, we should usher you into uh, rooms, not in this long corridor where you've been speaking. You're on the ground floor currently, and you're in a room with a couple of other people as well who are looking very, very scared. The doctor says, don't worry, I'm sure... I'm sure they, um, they can sort it. And again, you can hear the gunfire going off. Should we go and help? Yeah. Make ourselves useful. And the doctor goes, I, I would appreciate if you guys, uh, if you both stayed here. And so it looks to your weapons. I think I will... Last line of defence. I hope it won't come to that. And she sort of leaves. Yeah, I reload what weapons I have. I yeah. just kind of sit with the submachine gun. So the other people in the room don't look armed. Um, they look quite frightened, but they are aware of who you are, and you probably—they probably asked about that. Why is two civilians carrying around ridiculous weapons? Because we're the Pharaoh brothers, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> it's all like supernatural. The pharaohs. The pharaohs. The gunfire goes on for maybe another ten minutes, and slowly dies away. I would like to ask if it dies away one by one, or just suddenly stops. Suddenly stops. That's. The closest thing we're going to get to reassuring. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes go by. The doctor doesn't return. I will peep my head out of the door. Okay. The med place. Yeah. Uh, you go down the corridor. There doesn't seem to be any doctors around at all. And as you sort of look out, the lights go off. Oh, let's see. And the emergency lights generate goes on, but it is now dimly lit. And there are definitely screams um, of, of terror, presumably from the lights turning off, and people panicking a little bit, uh, some sort of uh, child you can hear is crying in the distance. Okay, the room that we were in, mm-hmm. we're now in the corridor, aren't we? Uh, well, so Thomas has poked his head out to see anyone else. You, I assumed you were both sort of together. Yeah. Do you like, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo look. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming there are like benches or something like that. Uh, in the room? Yeah. Or, in, or in the corridor? Yeah, in the room. In the room. Um, looking around, it's clearly um, was an office. Like, this whole sort of place has been sort of made shift 
into uh, different things. And it's quite, it's, I'd say it's as big as this room that we're currently in. So there's, a, there's like uh, cupboards and yeah. the chairs and stuff this, like this that, thing. but there's nothing like a long bench. Okay, like I, I turn to the others, the other people that are in there, obviously looking quite scared. Just go, we're going to go and see what's going on. I strongly advise you to barricade this door as soon as we're out. If we need you, we'll knock. I strongly advise you not to open that door. There's a couple of sort of like whispers, like, oh my goodness, how is it? And there's definitely one person over there. Of course, we can do that. We'll see you soon. Good luck. And as you sort of go, the door shuts and you can hear the scrapes and sounds of things being put in front of it. Sorry to volunteer you for this. Uh, no, no. So this, this corridor is long. It's like almost horror-esque long, you know, a really long corridor. And on each side, you have doors that are um, go off into other rooms. And at the end, there is a huge metal door, like two doors. We check the other rooms, if we can see if we find any sort of torches. And do we cross paths like in there? All the doors are closed, the other rooms, aren't they? Yes. I think we should do these one at a time yep. together. Yes. Let's go. Right, so what ideally I think we want to do is go in the rooms one by one. I would like to find some sort of torch, if possible. Okay, perfect. Preferably two of the bastards. Sure, make um, cunning perception checks, both of you. Ooh. One success. Uh, two successes, one six. Mm-hmm. Two successes. As you're sort of going into the rooms, obviously very carefully, um, some of them are empty. Some of them have people in. Maybe not as big as the group that you were in. Maybe two or three. They get the same spiel. They get the same spiel. They're, they're more than happy to follow, like, you know, it's a man that's just turned up you know, with guns. So they're happy to follow any orders like that. And they do. Thomas, you're not so lucky with, with guns. Um, you find uh, not torches, but you find, like... Um, it's like, it's not a glow stick, but it's like one of those emergency lights, something where you crack it and shake it up. Not a glow stick, but cool. you do see, you do find one of them. Then what I'm going to do instead, do I have my phone on me? Yes. Right. Then I'm going to, while I'm holding my submachine gun, sort of have the submachine gun lay on my wrist, mm-hmm. switch the torch on on my phone, use that. As you make your way down this corridor, uh, there's a moment where the utter silence, and then the metal door in front of you, BAM! Something is hitting with great a lot of force against this metal door. Was there a back exit to this place? There, like you're on a long corridor. You had come in through this yeah. one at the beginning, and this. You, I assumed you were heading towards another corridor, but investigating all these rooms. Yeah. What do you actually? Was there a back exit to the first room we were in? No. So oh, the corridor is the only way out. Uh, yeah, the end of the corridor currently is the only way out. How long does this gate look like? It's gonna last. Cunning perception check. You guys have halted in your movements as this thing is bash, bash, bash. If it's the same thing as before, I don't have any machetes. Yes, you do. I gave you one earlier. Oh, yes, you did. I've got my machete. Right. uh, I've got the spear. I can't believe I'm going to say this. If it is that thing, we have to stop it. Yeah, we're dead either way. Glad you're here. Yep. You too. And as you do, the metal door twists and is forced from its hinges. The wall sort of slightly gives way as this maw of the brood spawn forces its way into the corridor. It's standing eight feet, huge, gigantic, poorly inky black eyes. 
It looks at you, fixes it with its gaze before it charges. I need you to roll initiative. So, uh, uh, cunning uh, perception, isn't it? Uh, cunning perception. Two successes, one's a six. Three in total. Three in total. Two. A brood spawn only gets one, so Lawrence goes first. How far away is it? Is it going to breach us in its It's charging towards you at great speed. Okay. What Lawrence is going to do, drop the submachine gun because it's all, oh, we'll sling it over his, because I imagine it's got a strap or something on it, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Yeah, sling it over. Mm-hmm. Grab the spear and run it. The spear is sort of, it's, it's a sort reach. of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I don't have to get within touching distance. Uh, it's technically, what does it say for reach? It gets a plus one to your pool. If it doesn't have a weapon with this trait. So and it doesn't. It doesn't. Okay. But it still would be a close combat thing. Cause like, the reach just adds to your pool. It doesn't, it's not long range, if you see what I mean. Okay, but bullets are useless. So, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, he is just going to charge at it, scream and stab. Uh, so that's going to be prowess, so which is five. And I get an extra die because it's reach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's one success. It's a six, so we're on that again. Gets two successes, so it does not work. It's so you're charging at it. Yeah. It meets you. Maybe you get like ten feet, but it is so much quicker than you. And you go up to try and stab it through, and it just goes in. Uh, doesn't seem to make as much damage as you want, and it just instantly goes to claw at your shoulder or what your hand that's holding it, and you take three damage straight off. Cool. You are in close combat with it now. Yeah. Thomas. I am going to swap it with machete, and I'm going to add some drama. Excellent. Go for it. So that gives me an extra die. So it's prowess. And it's already been tagged, so it gets a disadvantage on this as well. So I am trying to get falls. With four dots. Go for it. Nice! That's okay, that's four above, and I get three sixes. Yep. Uh, So that's five. Five successes. Yeah. Good job, man. Only two. Alright, so you succeed. You go, you're seeing your brother getting hit by this horrible thing. All fear is cast aside, and you go up with the machete. You lunge in, and as you do so, it gets stuck in um, an appropriate area. Uh, but <laughs> um, it gets wedged in. You will not be able to retrieve it, but it Good. has had the damage. What damage does it get? So it's the average of two and my body score. Body is four plus one, so difference between two and five. It's four, isn't it? Okay. Over. Oh, you just tell me. Okay, yeah, so it takes four damage. Awesome. It screams in agony, and it has been tagged, so it doesn't get its go. Both of you, I need you to make reason perception checks for me. No. No. Nope. Better get five or higher. One. One. Success. Thomas, you know how brutal these, this creature is. Like, it took out those guys at the garage quite easily. It can do a lot of damage. Uh, even though you're hitting it, it looks pissed off. It is not going to stop. And you think back to what's around this building, and you think only some sort of weapons, that, you know, impaling attacks, kind of, kind of hit it. But you know, outside there is, there's petrol. That might 
If, you, if, if your weapon is stuck in this creature, there's nothing else, nothing else in this corridor of anything paling. Might need to make a run for it. Brother, we'll lure us outside. Sounds good. Lawrence, it is your go. Currently, you're in close combat with yeah. it. Yeah. So if you do not attack it this round, it will be able to have its go. But there is a thing you can do called evade. Right. So when it tries to attack you as you leave, you get, I think it's an automatic, like one automatic success. Uh, let me read it out. When targeted by either a close or ranged attack, the character may roll prowess athletics against the opponent's attack and get one automatic success on their result. Okay. In the case of evading gunshots, it does not get this automatic success. But just don't dodge bullets. Don't dodge bullets, but then the attacker does not get an automatic one because you're not shooting that one. So that is something you can do. Okay. Um, if you wish to do that. And um, would evading count as my action? Yes, because you're running away. Yeah, we have to run away. Um, okay, so can we sort of weave past and go... Because the thing it's clawed through is the only way, isn't it? No, it's at the, the, so the other end of the corridor where you originally came into this building. So you were going towards this door, uh, checking the rooms. Sure. It is burst through this door. Yeah. So And it is huge. It'll be very difficult to get past it. The way that back then, mm-hmm. which we can go. Yes. Where the other so, survivors are. So, no, so no, what I'm saying is it's a long corridor. It's the other end of the corridor. You leaving? Yeah, yeah. He, brother said run, we're yeah. gonna run. Alright, it's gonna try and claw at you as you leave its space. Uh, of eight. Yes, I need you to roll a prowess athletics check. Okay. He's clawing, it's trying to claw at you, so it will get, you get one athletic success on this. Nothing. Nothing. So one. But he's still got more than one. Yeah. Oh, he gets one as well. So you don't take any damage. It tries to claw at you as you leave, and maybe it just gets like the old because you're. I think you're wearing like some really weird like fashion Easter cloak, as not cloak, um, coat. I'm something. wearing his leather. Oh, you are. It yeah. Tears it. But you make it halfway down the corridor. I'll say in this time. Great. And you have been tagged by this creature. Thomas, it is your go. Doing the same thing. Doing the same thing. Make a uh, evade check for me, please. So, Paris Athletics. Yep. One. Is that just an automatic success one? Oh, two. Two. All right. I'm going to try and swipe at you. Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. A lot of sixes being rolled. All right, so that's four successes. You make it, you, you're going for it, but as you do so, you just feel, again, the back of your, your coat yes. get, get ripped up. That is uh, three damage to you. Okay. The creatures go, because mm. you guys didn't tag it. It is going to rush up uh, behind... Who would it go for? You both stabbed it. Okay, I'm just going to roll odds-evens. It's going to go for Thomas. Rush up behind you and try and attack you. So that's one success. You need to roll body fight. Body fight. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's got one success on you. You likey. That is two. 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 You also turn back, and I think what you try and do, because uh, your machete's in it, you probably just try and punch it randomly heroic. Doesn't take any damage, but doing so stops it attacking you. Awesome. Right, back to the top of the round. Oh. Lawrence. Are we no. back in melee range? Yeah, pretty much. It is like right behind Thomas. Yeah, so is it in melee, me- melee range of me? I'm going to say, because movement's very fluid in this, that yes, you, you, you're both Shit. working at the same sort of point. I'm going to get the spear. Mm-hmm. Turn around, and I'm gonna say to him, I will buy you as much time as I can. Go run. 
I I will be dead. Use the bin. No, because you're you're better. You've got okay, more three chance seconds, of killing three you. Seconds. Right. It's just so, all yeah. It's all yeah, with eyes. I'm gonna turn around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he just nods, turns around, gets the spear. Yep. And he's gonna stab it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna use a drama point because I might as well. That's fine. Uh, so that's gonna be prowess. So that's five. And and I have to roll fives. But with the drama point, does it not go down one difficulty? Yeah, because of, I have to roll sixes for fighting. Fair enough. Good to so, oh, or athletics. Yeah, it's sixes, so it would be fives. Okay. Uh, that's two successes, one's a six. Two successes. Two successes, you only got one. Hey. Uh, that will be... It's two. So yeah, so you... Describe how you stab this creature. Lawrence is just going to... Toss the med kit at his brother, nod at him, whirl around and stab up at this thing's neck. No, if it has a neck. It does. It's still humanoid, um, but the more that it's got, again, a sort of weird sort of sharky thing, sort of the chin has sort of uh, gone in on itself. So you stab, you lash up at it, and it does a horrible gash going sinking deep into the into the muscle. Again, a horrible piercing screech as it sort of comes to a halt over the top of you. Mm. Again, trying to slash at you, but you manage to duck as you're stabbing upwards. Thomas... Can I try and, like he did earlier, drag him away so maybe not get as far as we would put okay, so evade you... and drag? Yeah, you can definitely try that. Sorry, so evading his prowess athletics. Okay, so that's two, three, three. three. Oh no, why did I do that? He only gets two. My bad, I keep rolling dice. So you you just go, no, not leaving you, and drag. And so you get, I will say, you get to the door. You don't burst through it. Okay. Uh, again, this creature, it sinks back, taking the spear with it. And again, you see it now. The spear is embedded, as is the machete, and the wounds are trying to close around it, but don't seem to. It would then be its go, because Lawrence tagged it, it doesn't get its normal <laughs> turn. It bellows and tries to make its way towards you. I say for ease... You burst out at this point, both of you outside. Cool. The sort of area around this building is in chaos. You see tents that are on fire. You see injured people lying on the ground, people rushing about saying, it's here, it's here, that sort of thing. Um, no gun shots being fired. And in the distance, you see one of those flatbed sort of trucks. And on it, you see sort of uh, petrol cans to fill up all the other surrounding trucks. And it is Lawrence's go. Right, okay, so we burst through the thing. Can I still see it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The behind you, yeah. Yeah, if I keep using my movement to get away, will I still have yep. line of sight of it? Yep, that's fine. I mean, so you burst through the door sort of like saloon style. Um, yeah, and it, you can see that it is clearly pissed off and it's coming for you. Great, okay, cool. Um, I'm going to grab the submachine gun. Lawrence is just going to sort of quickly run his full movement to get as far away from the doors as possible. Yep, where to? We want to get, uh, get as close to these gas tanks as we can. Yeah, he's going to head towards there, mm-hmm. whirl around, raise submachine gun, mm-hmm. and just fire at this thing and try and slow it down okay. while Thomas is running. Fantastic. Okay, so prowess and marksmanship, and you get three extra dice uh, for the rate of fire. You get automatic success because it doesn't have any cool. ranged weapons. So that's one... Yeah, so two in total. Two in total. But it is tagged regardless. Yeah, right. it is. Cool, that was all I needed. Oh, good. Yeah. It gets two. So it maybe gets clipped a little bit by some of the bullets, and again, you see the wounds heal up instantly. 
it slows it down so it doesn't manage to make an attack of opportunity against you. So you don't damage it, it does not damage you. Thomas. Leg it to the uh, petrol canister. Uh, yes. Canisters or kind of like those plastic things. Yep. Nozzles. Okay. I'll leg it to those. Mm-hmm. Pick one up. Yep. And try and slosh a load between us and the thing. So there's like a puddle on the ground. Well, so you're just going to like throw the thing. I think if it walks over it, then when it reaches that point, and then flow. Or are you thinking more coat it? Because that'd be tricky. Oh, I was thinking more. It's in close combat with Lawrence just now. Close Is combat. it? Close combat? It's come up to you. Ah, oh, shit. Okay, grab it and try and pour some of it over the thing. Okay, so that is a close combat attack. Uh, It'll be a small improvised weapon. Body and fight, so I've got to get five or more. So two successes. Two successes. successes. Okay, Um, so you douse this creature in uh, gasoline. It shakes its head, uh, sort of angrily, sort of like, uh, looking at you. Obviously, can't do it because it's technically not an attack. But it's, I mean, it's not on fire. No, you've not littered. No, it's been tagged though, mm. Lawrence. It's a melee range. Mm-hmm. Sure, do you have? Druggy such as yourself must have a cigarette. You just turn to Lawrence and go. I've done my bit. Uh, do I have a lighter? Then what he's going to do, bring out his lighter, flick it on, and throw it at the creature. As it's so close to you, you don't need to do a check for it. As soon as you literally throw the lighter at it, it's all in a slow motion as it sort of turns over and over and it hits the creature square between the inky (laughs) eyes. And as the flame sort of connects with the gasoline... It's instantly on fire. It wails and screams still there and unfortunately it is not tagged it's technically not an attack yeah that's Thomas <sighs> what would you like to do? I will look for something impaley excellent uh, cunning perception check for me please is that going to be his action? no I'd say you because you threw the gasoline it's all through fluid in yeah. this moment so Two. Two. There are some poles on the ground that have been built, you know, used to make up the, the tents and the shelters and stuff. You can have a try at those. I'll have a try at those. Excellent. That will be a large improvised weapon. Sweet. Body. So I get five of these. Five, so I have to get five or more. Zero. Zero. Also zero. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and it's tagged. Uh, you have tagged it. Go around, like, you're trying to, but the flames just... There's the intense heat. Mm. You shook back, and it again, it tries to grab you. Probably would have clean knocked your head off if you'd gone closer. It's go. Tagged. The wounds on it don't seem to be healing up. Yes. Lawrence, you saw what Tom uh, Thomas was trying to do. I will also give you that. Is there anything to pick up immediately in my feet? Or am I yeah, I'd say you can take Thomas's weapon. I'm not going to take Thomas's weapon. He's much better with it than I am. Um, make a another. reason. Uh, make a reason perception check for me. One success. One success. The wounds aren't healing up just now. Great. Um, I am gonna keep firing at it. I know. So I take minus one to my roll because of the damage. Oh, no, um, so it will get an automatic success. It will get one automatic success. That's fine. 
Because I'll tag it if I do that, won't I? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So uh, I am going to fire at it with my submachine gun. I'm going to use my last drama point. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, so that's my prowess plus three, and it has one automatic success. Yes. Oh, and another die, and I have to get fives instead of sixes. Yeah. That's correct. Bollocks. <laughs> one. So it's damaged, it's uh, wounded, so it gets one less to its pool anyway. It's wounded? Yeah. Jeez. So was it one that you got? Yeah. One as well. Ooh. So you sort of fire into it. Yeah. Um, again, it screams and wails, but doesn't again doesn't look like the damage has happened. And again, it doesn't look like it's a, it can it just tries wait you know goes at you again. You sort of back back from the heat. Yeah. Um, no damage either side, but it is tagged. Great. Thomas. Shotgun. Go for it. So prowess. So that's maybe you are in melee range. So it will get one automatic. Success. Would it not be better for you to just keep wailing at it with your improvised weapon because you're a very strong person? Yeah, it won't do as much damage, but okay. I will hit it with a pole. I'll find another pole and try and jam yeah, it. Yep, you can use the same pole. Large you can the same pole. Yeah, oh, okay. he's not taking it. Uh, Lawrence is not taking it from you. Okay. One. Okay, it's disadvantaged from the tag and from being wounded. It's only on four after six. No successes. Hey. Okay. What's the damage? So that will be four. Nice. Four points of damage. You take a moment. Again, you see Lawrence struggling with a submachine gun, like just ah, Rambo style. Yeah. And you just take a moment and you straight, straight through it. It's ungodly. This horrific shriek. And it surrounds everyone. And it looks Mold, let's say. <laughs> Good. Creatures go, it has been tagged. Can't go. Lawrence. Same approach. Finish it. I'm going to keep firing it. at it. Um, I, can't, I don't have any drama left, so that's going to be four prowess plus the three for the bullets. And I'm just going to keep firing at it. The sixes. Nothing. Is. Nothing. So, so you guys know, it's wounded, so it gets minus one to its thing. Difficulty of all actions goes up. It had to have f- uh, five plus to hit, is now six plus. So I've got five dice to see if I hit. So no, no successes. Nothing. Right. Mm. Two successes. Three successes. You take three damage as you try I'm you down. down completely. Yeah. It sort of comes in and just a sudden whack. You are spin on the ground, unmoving. Cool. It is tagged. Thomas. Okay. Either unconscious or dead. Pole. Oh, God. Uh, so that's one success. One success. I'm stress chugging water, right? Yeah. That's also one success. Cancels out. You see Lawrence fall. And this creature standing over Lawrence. Again, this fire going up. It is still screeching in pain, and you try and do it, but tears start filling your eyes. You cannot see this creature currently. You try and wipe it away, and then you see this horrible hand come towards you, and you duck out of the way. No damage. Tagged? Yep. Lawrence on the ground. Mm-hmm. Thomas. Hits again. Uh, that is one. Three. 
Three? Yep. Gets two. Okay, so it takes four damage again. Four damage? Yep. How do you kill this creature? Okay. See my brother on the ground and just charge into this thing, actually kind of jumping onto it, kind of jamming this thing into it, landing on it. It kind of gives way, lands on the ground, and then I jump off. I kind of roll off. Yeah, you sort of... You'd- Parkour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> parkour! And then you have to yell parkour, otherwise it's not parkour. <laughs> parkour. parkour. <laughs> and then head straight to my brother. Yeah. With the med kit out. This creature's still on fire, so as you do that, you sort of parkour over it. This sort of the flames almost sort of uh, part as you do it, and this creature falls down. <laughs> as a horrible, inky pool of uh, ooze comes out, like surrounding him. You go straight to your brother. You're gonna do a. Some sort of medicine check. Yeah. Please, some medicine, please. <laughs> okay, so that's one, two, two. Two is what you needed. Okay. You literally start doing CPR on it and suddenly splutter back. <gasps> you get one vitality back. Fucking scare me like that. Everything hurts. It's dead. It's dead. Oh, I'm in so much pain. And now you hear the sounds of people running towards you. Uh, it's like a flurry of people. You get soldiers trying to, you know, say, what happened? You get doctors coming surrounding Lawrence. It's, it's dead. Help him. I'm mad I'm just way on the ground. Yeah, you, uh, you, you'll push back slightly. It's that sort of thing where you're sort of behind now loads and loads of people as people are. There's a mask that gets strapped to you and you get taken away into one of the medical tents. I follow. Follow? Yeah. yeah you are kept at a distance. But they realise, like, you know, what your connection is and stuff, so you're kept in the waiting room. Several hours go by, and Thomas, uh, you probably see this, people are starting to be evacuated. And you, it gets to the point where there's less than 100 people left on this base now. You, again, you've been told you have to wait, you know, don't want to separate you. I assumed yet you would say you did not want to be separated and left. Because um, several hours go by, you regain another free vitality. And both of you get one drama point as well. You are lauded as heroes. And for the time being, they sort of take care of you, trying to make sure that everything's okay. A whole day passes. And again, Thomas, you get this. You seem to lose time. Again, whether it's in shock or if it's because you're, you're not concentrating, you're, you're in a very unstable emotional state. It becomes the next morning. And they say, right, um... We're getting, we're getting you guys out of here now. We, we're just, um, all the other evacuation points have been locked down. Um, the only place we can go is actually back into, into London. There's, um, there's a, the checkpoint near Parliament Square. We can go there. Into the city? Yes. That's where it's safe. And you look round, and you, it, there's maybe just a handful of uh, civilians just now. Sorry, am I up on my feet by this? You are better. It still hurts, and right. it's going to take you several days to... So I'm just unwounded. Yes. Yeah, cool. Um, you probably stood there, maybe uh, got a crutch, one of those medical yeah. crutches, just holding you up. But there's a, a massive security presence, though. There seems to be maybe 100, 200 uh, officers milling around sort of getting, getting people through and stuff like that and they say you, it will be fine but what, what's the plan what's why why there it's the easiest way there's no there's no other way to get through okay how are we how are we getting there 
boat? Is there a boat? Yes. We'll be using the, um, whatever it is, the station that uses boats near Greenwich. <laughs> Can they swim? We don't believe so. Right, well, I'm not going to be moving very quickly, so maybe boat is best. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so you're taken, and you see one of the big ferry. Okay, it takes a little while, maybe a good couple of hours to get to um, the Cuddy Sark, we'll say. Um, and there's the, the pier there. Yeah. Is a name for it? Well, come to me. It's fine. And there are boats there leaving. And again, you have this sense of uh, the uh, response, the sort of forces there. It feels... There is, there is nervousness. Uh, there is palpable sort of tension in the air. But this feels like the last sort of boat out of London, as it were. Do you keep losing track of time? Yes, but I've been unconscious most of this last day, so... That's true. Well done. Okay. By the way. Well, yeah, I think we did a good job then. Um, oh, yeah. You're, I you're good. never want to see one of those things ever again. No. No, but you did well. And as you guys sort of make your way onto the boat and the boat sort of slowly sets off, you hear the sounds of helicopters overhead. And sort of like that whirring noise. And as you go past, going slowly through to uh, towards sort of Parliament, you see the burnt-out remains of various buildings. Cars are on fire. Um, groups of these creatures along the bank, uh, shuffling and, and scarting around. Ooh. Your view sort of opens up onto the burnt remnants of Parliament, and there's a problem. You see other groups, both the Metropolitan Police Force and their charges waiting for evacuation there. But you also see large numbers of other survivors edging ever closer to the temporary line which the military has put in place across um, Westminster Bridge. Shouts and screams are thrown back and forth, and the people here are almost on the verge of charging the checkpoint. Obviously, the horrors of the previous nights are still very fresh in their minds. As you the sort of boat docks, you're su- surrounded by other police force and they say, we'll, we'll escort you to the checkpoint. You seem to be, you're eyeing me suspiciously, Sam. Do you want to do something? No. You can. No. You can do a reason perception check. Yes, please. Yeah, I'd like to get on yeah. that too. Why not? Yeah, we're keeping an eye on what I'm doing. Yeah, of course. You, yeah, you. It makes sense. Two. Two. Also two. Two. The fear in the officers' faces is evident. They're not hiding it from you. But they do seem honest and genuine about they will be protecting you and this is the best way forward. You're making your way up through these defensive lines and again you just see sort of almost like a the police sort of barricading you with shields and there are people saying, let us through, let us through, we are here, we're clean, we're clean. We don't know what they are but you know, and there's screams and shouts, my daughter, my daughter, my baby, all that sort of thing. Um, and they are starting to push on the things but this police forces are keeping it strong and you are able to get make it through to the checkpoints. So you get to Parliament Square. In the distance, both of you see this. Again, Big Ben sort of still intact. Uh, maybe some superficial damage around the base of it. And this whole place where this protest was littered with corpses, with signs, you know, t- you know tell the truth, all that sort of thing. And in the centre of Parliament Square is one of those notorious black rain shards. For some distance from the evacuation site, you catch a glimpse of it for the first time in the flesh, one of the notorious shards, a strange giant crystal which fell from space in the black rain. It lies impaled in the roadway adjacent to Parliament Square, where, right where the protests and all this horror began. As you're moving through the crowd, Thomas, you feel a strange sort of deja vu. You reach into your pockets, preempting what's to come. 
you hear the telltale ring of an incoming text message. And on some level, you are certain you know what it will be. The contents shock you, though. And again, there's that moment where you forget. No longer sure what the message should have said. It reads, even death may die. And before you have a chance to think this over, the phone emits a short burst of static. And then it is echoed in all the loudspeakers along Parliament Square. Then the phone shuts down with a spark. Moments later, the lights. And then, to your horror, the helicopters follow suit. They fall like stones out of the air, their rotary blades slamming into trees, sliding through dozens of people in a horrific display. In the distance, you hear the familiar shrieks of the infected. On some level, you know their name now. And deep down, you remember what the message was meant to say. Mother is coming. What do you both do in this final moment? I'm going to drop the crutch. (laughs) Get the submachine gun. Let's just see how many we take with us. I'm with you, brother. Gun raised. Ready. Okay. People are dying, screaming. Some are crushed underfoot. Others are dragged to their death by the infected. You run madly, but it now feels like a dream, almost surreal. A small, desperate part of you hopes that you're about to wake up, but you know it isn't true. You both know what is coming, and all too quickly, you find yourselves at the place where it all ended. Trafalgar Square stands there, half empty, just as you remember it. Hundreds of people herded there, some praying, some screaming, others even begging as the broodspawn come. And just like before, just like the last time and the time before that, the broodspawn stop. Like hounds at the heel of a master, they come to rest. Few fire guns, others fight with whatever they have. Like puppets, their strings are cut. The broodspawn do nothing though, just waiting. Ahead of you, with a sickening feeling, you see the boy, James, the guy who saved you in the pub. Calm amongst the chaos with the broodspawn at his feet like beloved pets. He climbs onto the broken remnants of a car, and each step, he changes. His skin breaks and peels, dark shards of crystals emerging from the surface amongst the blood and bone. Soon his human form is gone entirely. Six great wings shift and rive against the rising sun. He stands in now nine feet tall, surrounded in a sickening nimbus of blue flame. He turns slowly, and an odd silence descends upon the crowd. Two deep blue eyes stare back from a black armoured figure that once was James. Someone, a man, asks the same question he's asked a hundred times before. You both almost mouth the words yourselves. Why? The creature fixes the man with his gaze and replies, Because I have the right to judge, by the only standard that matters, that of God. Not the faded memories of your kind's past, nor the broken corpse of Yawen. Mother has judged you, and has found you wanting. The creature raises a hand, and blue fire gathers, and the world is washed away in searing light. You both feel yourselves falling now. You remember the drink in your hand at the pub, the laughter in the blue phoenix. But this time it's different. This time, it feels like you have a choice. Death does not have to be the end. Only a new beginning. And you've both slept for so long. And that's where we'll stop. What? <laughs>
What? Yes. What? You have questions? Explain. <laughs> so it's been going on some sort of loop, and it's not the first time we've done it. Yeah. No. It's not. Is there something we could have done differently that would have broken that loop? You have broken the loop. So, what it says in the epilogue, and I will tell you this, because I had to read this through several times. Okay. Doubtless, you and your players are a little confused. <laughs> what is actually going on is that the players have actually died in an incident at Trafalgar Square, and they've been wandering the world as Broodspawn for 70 years. In all this time, a spark of their personality and memories have remained, using the connection to one another and the memories of that final night to keep them tenuously holding to life. The idea is that every time they relive their lives and deaths, they've grown a little closer to waking each time. And now the characters have collectively grown strong enough to wake out of their madness. Forcing their brood spawns shapes back into a human form, the characters are now reborn as nemesaries in a post-apocalyptic future. This whole adventure is designed so that you can easily transform the characters into fully-fledged nemesaries and allow them to continue their adventures in the full game of Sins. Oh, so we just played a prologue. Right. Okay, so our characters now will will demutinize Into this uh, race called nemesaries. So this was kind of like a... Don't wake up. <laughs> a dream, almost. Yes. It was all a dream. Kind of. Wow, we just got it was all a dream. <laughs> yes. You open your eyes and find the whole world broken. The past you knew washed away in blood and fire. And the world all but consumed by the sins of our fathers. The song of the mother denies the dead their rest. And they howl for the communion of all flesh. The end of mankind. By all rights, you should close your eyes again and let the comforting darkness of Mother's song consume you. However, you and those like you are different. Against the odds, you fight back against the dying of delight. You hold on to what makes you human. Against the onslaught of the coming darkness, you refuse to yield refuse to die and choose to live will you redeem mankind's sins or draw us forever into the darkness one thing is for certain your story is just beginning roll credits the what am i rolling podcast was created recorded and edited by me fiona howard this episode's players were David T. Cox and Sam Robbins. This episode's RPG was Sins, created by Miguel Tankard and published by First Falling Leaf. You can find out more about Sins and buy the core rulebook and introductory adventure Dead City on their website. That's www.sinsrpg.uk. The theme music was 8 Bit March by Twin Musicon of twinmusicon.org, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. If you want to find out more about the podcast, check out the website. That's www.wairpodcast.com. Fancy getting in touch? Email the podcast at whatamirollingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at wair underscore podcast for latest news on upcoming episodes. And remember, adventurers need not apply.